Hi, you're listening to You're Like Really Pretty, a podcast for the girls, gays, and bays that love pop culture, reality TV, and a juicy political scandal. I'm your host, Kayla. Oh my god, guys. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing amazing per the usual. I know you are so sick of me and my inconsistencies, but guess what? I've already warned you, okay? My husband came home. I had to spend time with him. Um, I got a break from school, had to dip it and do it, had to live it up for 13 days. And um, guess what? I got sick again. Yeah, I got sick again. I was involved in some activities um, last Friday and or I guess last Thursday. I don't even know. I don't know how I got sick, why I got sick, but I got sick. And I've been recovering. Um, But I'm done getting sick this year. I can't believe I went two years. It was because all the mask wearing I was doing. And I have to wonder all the mask wearing I was doing. Did like my immune system like take a hit? Like, is it not strong enough anymore? Because I was being so protective. I don't know. But like, I've gotten sick. This is the fourth time I've gotten sick. I had that scary flu in January. And then um, I got a cold and then I got basically the same thing I'm getting over now. It was like some sort of um, viral thing. Like it wasn't just a normal head cold. It was like a little more intense. It started out exactly the same way. After I got my allergy shot that evening, I started getting a little cough and um, yeah. And then I was down for the count. Uh, But I'm back. <sighs> Life isn't so crazy, um, especially since my husband is now home from deployment. And the thing with my husband is he serves on submarines, and I can talk about it now that he's home. Um, he serves on submarines. He goes in the ocean and goes underwater, and that's what he does. And sometimes I hear from him, sometimes I don't. Um, the longest I've gone without hearing from him was two months, which was fucking brutal. Uh, but he's home and he's home for a while. And um, I'm very, very happy about that. I get to actually like be a married woman, which is, is something. <laughs> if you are with anybody who, you know, is in the military or you're like, you know, your spouse leaves for long periods of time. Like you spend so much time alone. You spend so much time doing your own thing. And so and we're pretty good about like having our separate lives. Like we kind of always do our own thing. And it's really important just in general to have a life outside your spouse, to have an identity outside of your spouse. That was something that um, for a lot of years in our marriage, I struggled with. Like my identity was completely wrapped up in him. And that is not sustainable because then you're like, wait, what do I like? What do I want to do? What are like my interests? Um, So that's something we've worked really hard on maintaining. Uh, But I'm just I'm excited for him to be home and like just get to do life with somebody and like companionship and shit. And also, I haven't had to do anything (laughs) when he comes home. Like, I'm such a brat. I'm like, I'm not doing anything for a while. I get like a month. This time I'm probably going to take two months of not doing anything. I don't want to do anything. If, if there is a task to be done, I do not want to do it. Now, does that always happen? No, I still help out with things because that's just my nature. But like, for the most part, I'm not doing anything. Not one thing. Nope. Not mowing that lawn. I'm not switching the laundry. I'm not putting away the dishes. I'm not doing anything because I've been doing everything and mama needs a break. So, um, yeah. And then I was sick and he took really good care of me and all that good stuff. So yesterday was the, I took, I've been sleeping so much. And like, normally when I'm sick, I I actually don't sleep. I sleep is just such a thing with me. It's such a, will I ever have good consistent sleep. I don't know, but it's, it's something that is always I'm grasping for. But during this sickness, even during COVID, I didn't sleep this much. Um, I slept so much. I would get up, be up for 90 minutes 
and then just go back to sleep for four hours. And yesterday I did that. And then when I woke up, I finally was like, she's back. She's ready. She's here. She's queer. Um, yeah. So all that's really left, like I had a really gnarly sore throat and, um, like a runny nose and stuff. But all that's left is just kind of some congestion in this sexy voice that I have. Uh, but that's it. So I made it, you know, thoughts and prayers that I do not get sick for the rest of the year. I'm not. Okay. I am. I am. We're changing something. I thought I was doing enough. I suck the water down all the fucking time. I, um, you know, she does a little exercise. She's eating a little better. I've lost 25 pounds. So like what gives, you know, like what the fuck gives? So I'm taking vitamin C now and elderberry trying to figure out like one more. Oh, and I take vitamin D, which is like good for, you know, one we're in Washington, but like also it's good for like your bone health and your immune system. And I'm like, why is that not working? So those are my complaints. I've been sick and, um, that's why I haven't been posting, but I'm really, I want to get back on it. I have no excuse. I'm not sick anymore. My husband's home and I do have the time like, um, school right now is very manageable. I'm only taking one class. I mean, it's an accelerated class, so I got to do shit every fucking day with it. But, um, that's, that's what, that's the price you pay when you take summer classes. Uh, but yeah, next, so I'm doing one summer class now. And then the next summer class I'm going to be taking is going to be intense. It's a writing class, a research writing class, which is very, um, like I'm, I'm a fairly good writer. Like I, I, I can say that I can say that proudly. Like I'm, I'm really good at writing. Um, but I'm not really good at like, uh, structuring, um, like in a APA, MLA format. Um, I'm really bad at thesis statements and, uh, just that's not going to fly when you're going to be a lawyer. So, um, this class is really important. It's a research writing, but it's so accelerated and I'm just like so stressed out thinking about it, but you know what? That's a problem for next month. Uh, and then, um, got so much planned, um, this, uh, this July. Um, I have, so this today is July 2nd and, oh, hold on. One of my friends who is a, just, he's a mess. I, I, he just texted. I need to look at this one second. Yeah. He just woke up. It's 2.38 in the afternoon. He's my friend. I'll give him his name's D. Um, this guy is an animal. When I say he's an animal, he is an animal. He is the rantiest man. Like, you know, that gif, like old man yells at sky, like that's him. Um, but he's one of the funniest people I've ever met and like unintentionally funny. Um, and he's really like stimulating conversation for me. He's probably, the most left person you'll ever meet. Like I'm talking like Marxist, um, more left than me. And sometimes he'll say stuff. I'm like, girl, what are you talking about? And I call him girl all the time. This is a heterosexual man, even though everybody thinks he's gay. It's because he has a lot of accoutrements he wears. Um, I'll just call him girl and he doesn't say anything. (laughs) Have you seen that meme? They're <laughs> like, like calling um, the straightest man that you've ever met girl. <laughs> He's not the straightest man I've ever met, but I just call him girl and he doesn't, he doesn't like, it doesn't phase him or anything. And I also, my nickname for him is baby girl, which I'm sure, you know, if you're chronically online, you know what that means. Kendall Roy. Um, this man is very much baby girl. Uh, but yeah, so um he cracks me up. He is a mess. Um, he, he's like a barfly and just, he knows he annoys people, but he just like, doesn't care. I don't know. I find it endearing. I think it's funny because I get him and he gets me, but this motherfucker sleeps all the time, 
all the time. I can't imagine if I woke up at two forty in the afternoon, I would I would slip into a freaking depression hole. I'd be like, the day is shot. I, no, even when I was sick, I the I woke up one day this week at noon and I was like, you got to get it together. I don't care how sick you are, you got to get it together. Two forty in the afternoon, Jesus Christ. Anyway, so, um. Did I say on my last episode, I quit my job? I quit my job. Um, But I have an internship starting and I'm going to keep the internship information kind of on the DL. But um, yeah, I, uh, I have an internship starting and I'm very excited and nervous and just like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. Um, And then my, oh yeah, so what's happening this, um, this month. So it's July 2nd. Um, I don't fuck around with, uh, 4th of July, um, you know, on account of like when 1776 happened, um, I wasn't free. (laughs) If you were, um, a, anything other than a white male who owned land, you weren't free. So, um, you know, and like, I just don't care. Uh, and then, you know, if you're like, well, it's it, fun, barbecue, fireworks. And it's like, um, I have pups and they are so scared by the fireworks. So it's just like, it's not a fun time for me. Um, I don't know if it will ever be a fun time for me just because like, you know, we have to like have all the fans on the TV on and just like make it loud in the house. Thankfully our house, if you, if you have the fans on the TV on and the AC on, you can't hear shit outside. Uh, but it's just not fun for me. So I'm just trying to like vibe. I'm going to go out tonight. My husband's going to, um, be with the pups. I have a pup. His name's Bruiser. He has this thing, um, this disease it's called IVDD And it's basically, um, a lot of small pups have it and, um, it's, it's, it's a disc disease. So he has, um, a disc, two discs that are bulging. And then, uh, one of them has like calcified. And so about once a year, he will overdo it on his back and, um, we have to keep him in his, it's a crate. I don't like calling it a crate. It's a den. We have to keep him in his den for two weeks straight. Um, he only gets let out to like go potty. So he doesn't, you know, potty in there. And we kind of let him out for like five minutes at a time after he's taken his medicine, just so he can stretch his paws. So you can't leave him cause he'll cry. Like I had him in the room yesterday and I was sitting on the back patio listening to music and I had the the window open and I was talking to him and he was like crying and I was like, Oh man. So I let him out for like 20 minutes and let him hang out. But yeah, somebody has to be home with him. So, um, my husband's in his, um, healing girl era. He's just like hyper-focused on eating good, working out and just like doing that stuff. And he's like kicking ass with it too. Like he is looking really good, feeling really healthy. He started this back when he was on patrol and he's maintaining, um, me, however, I am entering my wholesome era. Um, I've been living, uh, a life of, um, intrigue and craziness. So I am entering a wholesome era, but it's wholesome asterisk wholesome during the day, debauchery at night. That is, um, the era that I am entering, uh, because this summer is about to be popping. So going out tonight, hanging out, um, going to my bar. Okay. Update on the drift, update on the drift. Yeah. I continue to go back, but me and my friend Tay, we have come up with a plan when it comes to the drift. We have a plan. We get in, we get out. Because the thing is, South Pack, favorite bar in the world. Love everybody there. It's perfect. It's the perfect size. The bathrooms are always clean. They always smell good. Always exceptional service. The drinks are always good. Um, KJ Dan, who wasn't there last night, 
which killed me. And I had texted my friend D because I was trying to hang out with somebody and they were being all weird. And I was like, you know, hey, this is like a friend of mine, but they're kind of intense with me. So if I need saving, can you like be on standby? Because my friend D is a barfly that just literally I have to like get him to like leave downtown. Like he just doesn't do anything except go to work in Seattle and then like wander around the downtown area and go to the bars. Like they all know him. And there's one bar where they all know me and all the other bars know him. It's just like, it's too much. So, um, I was like, yeah, you know, one of my friends wants to hang out, but like he kind of gets intense with me and, um, so I need you on standby. And he's like, yeah, we'll do. And I walk in the bar. I'm like, I always sit with the KJ. And if you're like, what's a KJ? I didn't know either. You know how there's a DJ? Was well, the karaoke jockey, the KJ. His name's Dan. I love him. He's my favorite. He's like, um, one, somebody who really loves pop culture like I do. Like, he actually has like, we were talking about, God, we've talked about so much, but we were talking about Madonna and like her influence. And that's something I'm super passionate about. Um, and he showed me this music video, uh, with a young RuPaul. I can't remember. I think it was like the BBs or something like that. Yeah. He showed me this music video and I was like, fuck yeah, somebody who likes pop culture the way I like pop culture. And like, he gets it. I don't have to explain why that stuff is so important. Cause a lot of people who aren't really pop culture aficionados, like they, they think it's like frivolous and it's like, no, it's a, it's, it's a science. It's a social science. It's, um, you, what's going on in pop culture often is really indicative of what's going on in like world affairs and um even like stuff that's like local to you it it just all i can see a music video and be like i think i know what year that is i think that's 1989 based on like the outfits and um the way people are dancing the way their hair is and stuff like that like that's all stuff that's really relevant and yeah so he's somebody i don't have to explain it to and he's somebody i get like super passionate talking about that stuff with and also he's like one of those men that I'm not scared to be around. And that that's like the highest honor I can give a man is if I'm not scared to be around you, if I feel safe around you. And he's one of those men that I feel safe around. Um, so, but I walked into the bar and I was like, you know, I'm going to do my thing where I trot, trot, trot over to my girls. I stand on the end. I stand on the end of the bar and they come to me. <laughs> no, but like I, I always stand there just so they don't feel rushed. And then I order my drink and then they go, do you want some water? And they'll bring me water or I'll take a water over with me because every drink I have, I drink a water. Okay. That's the key to not getting super fucked up and not having a hangover. Drink your water. Okay. Drink your water. I have my water, my emotional support water bottle right next to me right now. Drink your, you know what? Here. Let's drink our water together. Oh, God, that's so good. Love a hydro flask. Um, so I run over there and then I'm going to get my drink, my water, and then I'm going to go over and sit at Dan's table. But Dan's not there. It's some other lady. Now, his wife, he was having to cover his wife saying somebody was out of town. It's OK. I forgive him for now. But I would have liked a heads up from D from or from Dan. I would have liked a heads up. That would have been nice. Be like, hey, Dan's not here tonight. And I've been like, okay. Because I walked in there and I was like, things have gone awry. Thing, I, I am hitting the age where change is very hard for me. If I am anticipating change, I'm okay. But if I'm not anticipating it, I'm not happy. So um, hopefully he's there tonight. Well, do they do karaoke on Sundays? I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll message him. But yeah, so um, it was like, it was like pretty dead and just, you know, it was whatever. And I probably shouldn't have gone out because I was like, I had a drink. Then I went over to the drift. 
oh that the thing with the drift okay I went over the drift had I couldn't even finish my beer I gave it to one of my buddies I was like you can have the rest of my beer I gotta go home I'm tired I wasn't ready for this um but so yeah me and Tay when we we go to South Pack hang out you know get drunky drunk we're there for a few hours and then you know after we've seen a few songs um we're like we will be back and so what we do is I have my my touch tunes that I told you all about I play my fucking problems. I cue that shit up. Once that shit starts playing, we walk over to the drift and we scope the situation out. We see, are there anybody who wants to talk to us, wants to buy us drinks, wants to, is fun to hang out, any of the kind of people that we're starting to get to know. And we stay for our song and I go get some water. I drink some water. I chat. I say hi to the people, you know, make my presence known make it known that we are out. We're the prettiest bitches in this bar. You need to know we're here. And then we go back to South Pack. And then we close out South Pack, which it often South Pack doesn't stay open till um, like two or anything like that. They, they, they're like 1231. So we'll close out South Pack and then we'll spend the last hour at the drift. And that seems to be working out right now. <laughs> I know I said I shouldn't go and I shouldn't. I shouldn't go, but you don't understand. The people they that I'm I'm a popular girl. Okay. Me and Tay are popular women. We we have to make our faces known in certain spaces. And um that's just the price you pay when you're beautiful. <laughs> I know you guys are so sick and tired of me. All right, let's get into a bunch of hot topics because, girl, <laughs> so much juicy stuff. What I want to do a quick shout out. Is it a hot topic? Yeah, it's celebrity. Um, Juvenile was on Tiny Desk. And um, if you don't know what Tiny Desk is, it's a NPR sh- like like an intimate setting um, where artists come and they perform at a tiny desk and it's through NPR and it's just truly some of the best shit you will ever see. Um, I really love, uh, Usher's NPR. Um, yeah, it's all, it's all really good. So this one came out earlier this week. Let me... I know y'all heard that. I know y'all heard that. The violin. That's the greatest love song of all time. Greatest love song of all time. I don't think, you know, I would I would argue that that song is more important and more influential than Sweet Caroline. You know what I mean? I know you know what I mean, and I know you agree with me. Fucking incredible. Incredible. It was just, it, you watch it, and you can't help but to smell it. You can't help, like, literally watching that and listening to that, my heart just is, like, swelling with happiness. And I just, I hope Juvenile receives, I know he does. I know he did. Like, all the love that the internet's giving. It's just absolutely incredible. It's such a fun performance and such a, it, the artistry and it's just the violent oh god I could just go on and on um really loved it and uh just so appreciative um of of tiny desk I it's so fucking good man okay and then the other stuff um is uh we need to talk about um Jennifer Lawrence so do y'all remember Jennifer Lawrence was everywhere. I want to say from 2012 to probably about 2017 ish, uh, just absolutely everywhere. And, um, it was never ending and I could not get enough of it. It never bothered me truly. Like I, she, I never got bitch eating crackers with her. Like I, I thought 
she was really funny her humor like I know people are like oh her humor is like I like to eat pizza and it's just like yeah it became cliche because everybody adopted that but like I don't know I adored her I loved her I thought she was really funny and really charismatic and I loved watching her on screen I love the stuff she chooses I think it's like really diverse I think she has a a level of self-awareness that is um just super refreshing and I just think she's really funny like she feels like somebody I grew up with um and I think that's like the appeal of her but people turned on her man they turned on her but she dipped out at the perfect time and now she's we're having a Jennifer Lawrence Lawrence Sance Lawrence Sance and um, she has this new movie called uh, No Hard Feelings. It's a rated R movie. It sounds like it's kind of similar to the plot line of um, uh, Failure to Launch, but like grittier. I don't know. I'm excited to see it. Of course, the MAGAs, the conservatives are like, this is so inappropriate. He's 19. She's grooming him. <laughs> I think she's supposed to play like a 25 year old. I don't know. It's just like come on, you guys, like, don't you have something worthwhile to be upset about? Oh, I don't know, the Supreme Court taking away everything from us, you know, making it so you can discriminate against gay people, getting rid of affirmative action. Um, What was the other one? There's so much that happened this week with the Supreme Court. Uh, The gay people, affirmative action, um, oh, declaring Biden's student loan forgiveness unconstitutional on what grounds? I don't know. Um, so it's just really fucking bleak when it comes to, um, progress in this country and yeah, but let's be upset about Jennifer Lawrence's movie. That's, that's what we should be focusing our anger on. Um, absolutely insane. Uh, since I've been on my little hiatus, I know that y'all saw the submarine shit. And let me just say, oh, and I got, um, I made a cute little submarine video that was funny. Okay. It was haha. And it got community guideline removed for harassment and bullying. You know who I was harassing and bullying, which I wasn't billionaires. Can you believe that? Somebody fucking flagged my shit for harassment and bullying of billionaires because I said that they exploit the the way that you become a billionaire is by exploiting black and brown and poor folks. That's billionaires that you can't become a billionaire ethically. You have to exploit people. There's no reason that anybody should have that much money. Zero reason. There's zero reason somebody should hoard their wealth whatsoever. That wealth... what the billionaires, like, they're the ones who are contributing, them and their companies are the ones that are contributing to our, um, like, global warming and the pollution, and they're the ones contributing to the diminishing resources, like, but, you know, make sure that you fucking use a paper straw, (laughs) like, ugh, and I can't believe somebody community guideline me. Like, what the fuck? I, of course, appealed it. But I'm like, who is like, how are you such a fucking bootlicker that like you're simping for a billionaire who does not give a fuck? You live in a system in which they exploit you. You were closer to being on the street with houseless people than you are being a billionaire. Okay? Like, it's like, I think... 82%, don't quote me, 82% of Americans are one paycheck away from poverty. Like, come on, dude. Fucking, the thing with the submarine shit, the only person I feel bad for is that kid, that 19-year-old. Um, It sounds like he didn't want to go, and like his mom was supposed to go, but he kind of got pressured, and he was really scared, and it's just like, my whole little ticky-tocky was like, this is like, what is wrong with you? Like you guys won't pay your taxes. You'll do everything you can to avoid paying taxes, but you'll spend $250,000 to sit crisscross applesauce in a carbon tube to go look at the Titanic. Like, come on, get a goddamn grip. 
it's just so embarrassing. It, it just, ugh, it angers me. And like, you know, I saw, I saw this other great TikTok, um, from this gentleman who he basically was like, and I, thankfully I didn't see anybody being like, why are you making fun of people who've died? I didn't see any of that. But this guy, he was like, you got to put your thinking cap on and evaluate why people are so okay with making fun of people dying in this situation. What, because people are tired. The working class is tired. We don't have any empathy for somebody who exploits us. We don't have any empathy for somebody who has the means to facilitate actual structural change and help and alleviate. But they're the ones that are benefiting in the system. This capitalist hellscape, end stage capitalism, guys, like we are here that this is what it looks like. It looks like a workforce that is not getting what is promised to us. So you have these billionaires at the top who work, 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 and we're the labor for them, but we're not reaping any of the benefits. We don't have socialized health care. We don't have adequate time off. Our child care isn't being paid for. We're going thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt for education. It, like, we don't, why, why would we have any sympathy for these people when that is our reality? It's just, it's fucking insane. And I, I just, the fact that somebody community guideline me, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So hopefully that gets, um, the appeal works. I don't know. Cause it, it was a funny TikTok. I, it was some of my best work. Um, yeah, so that that was probably the biggest pop culture thing that will happen this year. Um, I mean, everybody was talking about it. Everybody, people who are not chronically online like me were talking about it. Um, it was it was all the world could talk about and some quality fucking memes came out of it. Um, and then another big story is uh, Colleen Ballinger. So I know you know her face. I know her face. Um, the content never appealed to me. I never even clicked on the content because I was like, I know this isn't for me. She does the Miranda Sings character and she's been big on YouTube for a long time. And I guess she had like a Netflix show as well. But the Miranda Sings is like, it's like this skinny white girl with brown hair and she would like put on her lipstick really crazily. Um, she's been accused of like grooming um, her fans. And like, she would, she was like on a text group chat with like 13 to 17 year olds. And this one's like 36 years old. And she would like ask them about like them being virgins and like what their favorite positions were. She has like these bits on stage where like, like she has kids like do yoga poses where like she spreads their legs. She has another bit where like they reach into her pants. I don't know. It's some fucking crazy shit, dude. It like, I'm not one to be like, they're grooming our kids that, you know, that's always like the fucking fascists there. They get called out on anything and they immediately are like, you're grooming our kids, save the children. Wayfair. Like that's immediately what they go to. This is like, no, like she's actually like a predator and was like, it, it appears that she was grooming these children. So it, she obviously, you know, got called out for it. And what's this bitch do? Gets on YouTube and does an apology, which never goes good. You should just shut the fuck up. Does an apology. But the apology is her playing the ukulele and not taking any accountability. Girl, we saw those text messages. It's insane. It's insane. It... it she th that's what happens when like these people <laughs> bring back the billionaires the billionaires the people the celebrities and stuff my critique on them is nobody tells them no nobody tells them hey why don't you shut the fuck up because this isn't <laughs> this isn't working nobody does that with them and so they get on youtube they get on beyonce's internet and do apology video playing the ukulele. That's what happens when nobody tells you no. Another person that needs to be told no is Sam Levinson, Levinson, creator of Euphoria and that show The Idol. I watched the first episode. 
Um, I constantly was in a loop of what the fuck the entire time I was watching it. Because what the fuck? It was, he is a terrible, The Weeknd is a terrible actor. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. He is a terrible actor. Lily Rose potential. I started watching the second episode. Um, it's, I didn't see one person say anything positive about, about the show. Um, I'm gonna watch the rest of it. I just, oh my god, I'm yawning. Sorry, my apologies. Um, I just have to find the motivation to do it. But I, you know, like I told you guys, I haven't been watching a lot of TV. Like, um, there is a show that I have been watching, uh, with my husband, it's called jury duty. And it's where it's a fake jury. And there's one person, his name's Ronald. And he thinks it's a real jury, but everybody else are actors and they, and it's from the creators of the office. And so it's really fucking funny. James Marsden plays like himself, but like an exaggerated asshole version. It's so good. I'm sure it's a lot of improv and stuff so funny, so convincing. It really looks like you're watching a documentary, which you kind of are, but like they're all actors. But, and the Ronald guy, he's like pure. He's like, like pure and good. Like he's a, a, one of those humans that's really, really good. Um, highly recommend, uh, watching that show. It's on Amazon. It's called Jury Duty. And then, um, a great, uh, reality TV, um, bit was, uh, there's this show that came out and basically it's Nepo babies like that. They're, um, they're, uh, <laughs> they're banking on that there, which is really smart ABC. It's really smart. Cause that is, that's such a hot, like topic in celebrity culture is Nepo babies. It's called claim to fame. And, um, this woman named Carly Reeves, who's Tom Hanks niece, but it's Rita Wilson's siblings daughter. So, but basically somebody guessed that she was Tom Hanks niece right away. And so she got eliminated and she had this full on freak out meltdown. I was supposed to get more airtime. She's smart. She is smart because it went viral. It went by role. It was intentional. And if you people don't see that, I don't know how to help you. But she was a smart marketer. She used her moment and she is like fucking claiming it. Um, it, it was embarrassing and it was good and it got us talking and you're on hot topics, girl. So congratulations. I'm proud of you. Um, other people, you know, they're like, how, why would she behave that way? She's on a show called claim to fame. What do you think? Like, come on, Let's get a grip. Let's get a grip, you guys. Um, and then, oh gosh, there's so much that's happened. So, so, so much. Um, I am very excited for, uh, Barbie. Can't wait. I'm, it's, it's going to be amazing. And Margot Robbie, the, um, somebody, I hope, I hope she fired that stylist she had because she is serving looks finally. Her press tour for Barbie has been exquisite. She looks amazing. She's leaning into the Barbie of it all and she's fucking hitting it out of the park. The looks are gorgeous. The hair is gorgeous. The makeup is gorgeous. Um, yeah, she, she's fucking knocking out of the park and I'm so, I'm like, thank God because it, it needed to happen. It needed, we needed looks. We needed to be fed. Okay. It, it was pride and that's the least you can do. Um, and then at the, uh, at like a, I don't know if it, I don't think it was the premiere, but it was some sort of promotional event. Ryan Gosling took his sister. He plays Ken and Barbie took his sister and he was like fixing her hair and just so precious and cute and sweet. And I just, I was like, oh, I'm so excited to see this movie. I can't wait. Very excited. Again, the Oppenheimer, I'm not going to see it. I know you guys are all like obsessed and you know what? God bless you. But I have no desire to, I just, I don't, I just want to watch fun stuff. Okay. I just want to have fun. I want something pretty and I want to have fun. I already do so much thinking in my life. Why do I have to do more thinking? 
Is that, is that awful of me to say? Is that controversial? Maybe sometimes the smart girls don't want to think. You ever think about that? Maybe sometimes we just want everybody to do everything for us. Just for a day. That would be nice. Not have to use my brain for an entire day. I would love that. I would adore that. Okay, let me wrap up. A few shout, shout outs. God, I can't even talk. Actually, I did pretty good. I did. I got 40 minutes in without stumbling over my words too bad. That's pretty good for me. Um, first shout out is going to be the orcas. Uh, I've been passionate about orcas for a few years um, because one, duh, you put an orca, they're the apex predator. You put an orca against any other animal. I don't care if it's land-based. An orca is going to win. Apex predator right there. Love an orca. Beautiful. And they don't attack humans, okay? They're killing seals and kelp and sea lions and all that shit. Um, and otters, which make me really sad because I love otters. But I love an orca. They're so important. I know that you guys all saw. I think I've talked about it before. Um, that that J-Pod orca years back that carried its dead calf. Well, they have revolted okay they are knocking they are attacking the oligarchs and um like flipping over their yachts because they're fucking done they're done with the pollution of their home with these yachts nobody needs a goddamn yacht so they've been in Majorca, they've been attacking yachts. And um, honestly, as a land-based ally, I support it. Any orca wants to reach out and tell me how to further help your movement, I will absolutely um, be doing that. Because yeah, down with, um, you know, the, the they're anti-capitalists, just like me, like down with that, down with the hoarding of resources and wealth, down with the pollution of your beautiful home. Um, you know, we need to make sure that we have enough salmon for them to eat. It's all just one beautiful, big, gorgeous ecosystem that is being disrupted by yachts. And so they have turned on them. So shout out one to the orcas. Thank you for what you're doing. Um, it, it brings me endless fucking pleasure. Two, um, have you heard this song? So they are this group, um, Flyana, and they like have this song that's gone viral, and they they go to a whole bunch of different spots, and like they have a special camera on them, but they go to a whole bunch of different spots and, um, like sing the song. They've done it at like Disneyland, grocery stores, parks, um, like piers and stuff. It's so cool. And today, uh, Missy Elliott retweeted them and was like, I can't wait to like link up and create something. And I'm just so excited. Like, those girls are doing so good on social media and every single video, like every, it's the same song, but it's so creative and so cool that you watch it and you're just like, fuck yeah, little mamas, you do it. Um, so huge shout out to them. Huge shout out to Dylan Mulvaney. I, I've talked about the Bud Light, um, controversy where, uh, Dylan, she's a, um, trans social media influencer um and she really rose to fame documenting her transition which was just absolutely incredible and beautiful and it just so vulnerable to do something like that um and so bud lights literally like sent her a case of bud light that like said like dylan's bud light or like happy pride or something like that and of course the um fascists lost their minds over it and like threatened to kill her and um dylan came out a couple days ago saying that um bud light never reached out to her at all to offer any kind of support they obviously didn't post anything of support um they just left her out to dry and she said for a company to hire a trans person and then not publicly stand by them is worse in my opinion than hiring a trans person at all it has serious and grave consequences for the rest of our community and i absolutely agree i absolutely agree like it's it there's a term um called rainbow capitalism 
And, you know, that's when you see all these companies, they change their avatar to, like, their company logo, but it's, like, in rainbow, and, you know, they sell their, like, pride merch and stuff, and, like, that's exactly what Bud Light was doing. And then when they got pushback, they completely abandoned this trans woman, and it's sickening. And, you know, like, Spend your money the way you want to spend your money. But me personally, I will not be drinking Bud Light. Um, I don't get down with that. Uh, Do what you... The thing is, is you can't be ethical under consumerism. You can't be ethical under capitalism. Like, you just can't. So you got to do what... You got to pick and choose what you can pick and choose. And that's what I pick and choose. I don't go to Chick-fil-A. I don't go to Walmart. Guess what? I'm not going to be drinking any fucking Bud Light. (gasps) Oh, is Bud Light own Rainier? I got to check that out. Rainier beer. It's very important to me. Very, very important. I need it. It's my favorite beer. That shitty fucking beer is my favorite beer. Um, and then I had one more shout out. So Dylan, the Orcas, um, not the Supreme Court, actually. Let's fucking, maybe they should go on a submarine adventure. <laughs> just kidding okay um kiki palmer is my third shout out fucking love her you know i think kiki is going to i can't even compare whose career that i you know what i think she'll have like a jane fonda career um i think she'll have an angela bassett obviously um i think she will surpass them too I think that Kiki is one of the most talented, talented, the talent that like comes off of her eyelashes is like indescribable. She is so fucking charismatic. She's so, you watch her, you smile, you get like, she sucks you in. I'm telling you one of the best performances and it wasn't even a performance I don't even think it was a performance was her hosting the Met Gala um red carpet uh not last year but the year before that was truly some of the best fucking entertainment I've ever seen like she was so entertaining and I was like sad when it ended I was like wait no I want more of Kiki she sat down with um Vice President Kamala, that's how you say her name, Kamala, not Kamala. I'm sick and tired of correcting people. Kamala, like a comma and then la. Kamala. Vice President Kamala Harris. And um, she was at, it was about, uh, um, the interview was for, I believe, like, um, uh, protecting black women during pregnancy and birth um and then just like pregnancy awareness and stuff like that and like just how challenging it is for women to give birth and the fact that we do it and we live is like a miracle um but yeah so it was for that but there's so many like she asked her about the silk presses she said how many silk presses do you do Because there's a joke on the internet that all she does is laugh and get silk presses. She's, I don't. She said she doesn't. It's a round brush. She's like, that's too much heat on my head. She uses a round brush. I don't know if I believe that. Um, and she, she said, we did it, Joe. She did that to her face. Did the, she's the best impressionist. God, I fucking love Kiki. I love her. I love everything she does. She's like, she's really, she's my number one entertainer. It's just the fact that she's already had like a two decade career and she's my age. And she's just, it just feels like she's just getting started. It feels like we're still like, we're still in the first chapter of her career. Cause she is just gonna, she's going to be one of those like institutions. She just is. And, um, yeah, this this whole episode is dedicated to Kiki because I just I love her so much and talk about somebody who feels like she's a girlfriend like I just I would love to sit and like drink I would drink red wine for Kiki and I don't fuck around with red wine that's saying a lot it gives me a headache and I don't know how to prevent it it's not fun I don't have fun drinking red wine 
no, this is a white wine kind of girl. I drink red wine for Kiki if she asked me to. Absolutely. Okay, let's get into this week's model. So I'm going to tell you from the top that this will end abruptly. And I will explain why. Because as I was researching, I found out some stuff I didn't like. And um, it's my podcast, I can do what I want. So just a heads up, it's gonna it's gonna end pretty abruptly. Um, So this week's model is Eleanor Nancy Gao. Or you might know her as Elle McPherson. Um, she was born on March 29th, 1964. What does that make her, ladies and gentlemen? What does that make her? An Aries. An Aries. And why is an Aries important? That's because your girl is an Aries sun, an Aries moon, and Aries Venus. Okay? Very important. Aries is very important to me. Um, I'm sure you already know if you're an astrology girly. You already know that I'm an Aries. You can feel it. Like, duh. <laughs> um, she was born in Killara. Killara. Uh, New South Wales, Australia. Her father is a sound engineer and he owned a rugby team. Kind of cool. Her mom was a nurse. Um, her parents divorced when she was 10. Been there, done that, girl. And... Uh, when she was, when her mom was registering her for school, there was some error that happened and, um, her mom's husband's new name. So I guess her mom's new name, um, was listed as her name. So, which was McPherson and she just kept going along with it. Um, and she, she changed her name to McPherson. Uh, she graduated high school in 1981 and then went to law school for one year, which is um, like Australia does it like different than us. You know how like we do our undergrad and then we go to law school. So I know that sounds weird, but you know, it's Australia. It's different than we are. It's America's not the only place. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You picking up what I'm putting down? <laughs> um, and then uh, so she went for one year and I can only find one thing referencing that she was scouted um elsewhere uh but it I yeah I couldn't really figure out exactly how she was scouted because I I could only find one reference to it but um it sounds like she was skiing in Aspen and that's how she was scouted and she decided uh she was gonna take a year off from school and go to New York to pay for her law books. So she was going to model for a year so she could get the funds to pay for her law books. Um, and she ended up signing with Click Model Management, which I've never heard of. It's not one of the big ones, but that's okay. And she did a commercial for Coca-Cola's Tab drink. So I'm a little too young to know Tab, um, to have drank it, to have seen it in real life. But she's a pop culture connoisseur. So I have seen Tab referenced so much. I don't even know if it's made anymore. It, it may have never stopped being made, but like I've never seen it. But I just, I know what Tab is. Um, and she did a commercial for that. And she just kind of took off. Like deuces with law school. She, um, she just kept working and working and working. And in the 80s, she was absolutely everywhere absolutely everywhere in every commercial every fucking ad like she was she had that all-american look despite you know being australia and she obviously was in amazon and she was beautiful and she was gorgeous and her hair was stunting um but really where she made her name was sports illustrated and she most notably she was on the cover of sports illustrated like the most um, she was on the cover in 86, 87, 88, 94, and 2006. And um, on her 80, in 1989, she was given the nickname The Body, which I I know that one. Um, that's like, there's a few of the supermodels that have like names and that's one of them is The Body. Um, and she was given that nickname by Time Magazine, which I thought was so interesting because I thought it was like, Sports Illustrated that gave her that name. Um, not that there's anything like, you know, wrong with Sports Illustrated, but like Time Magazine is kind of like a cultural institution and like very 
Americana, and so is Sports Illustrated. You get what I'm trying to say, okay? Time Magazine holds a little cachet that Sports Illustrated doesn't. So I thought it was kind of cool that um, that's where she got the name from. And she, in the 80s, uh, the, like, 86, I believe, is when she married um, Giles Bensimone, who's a renowned photographer. And if you are a Bravo watcher, you recognize that name. You're like, where, where, where do I know that name? Yeah, Kelly Bensimone, that crazy ass broad that was running in New York City traffic in the Real Housewives of New York. And the one that fucking freaked the fuck out on Scary Island, that crazy one, who was like my friend Gwyneth <laughs> to to Bethany Frankel. God, I got to rewatch those seasons. She's a kook. She is a kook. I feel so bad for her kids. I feel like they probably were terrorized by her. I, w- I was terrorized by her and I watched that show 10 years after it came out. And I was like, this woman is unhinged, unhinged. Well, Elle was married to Giles and they divorced in 1989. And at some point, Giles married Kelly and they divorced too. So um, that's kind of her 80s. Like she really, she was huge in the 80s. Uh, She really blew up and made a name for herself and was really marketable and, you know, got the name. Um, And then she, she's talked about her early career as having a very casual approach Um, there was an interview where she talked about how she was waiting with a bunch of other girls at a, um, at a job and they had been waiting around for a while and just kind of like hanging out, wasting time. And the creative team was kind of all over the place and, um, they weren't like really using her. And so she said, fuck it and left. She was like, this isn't worth my time and left. Can you imagine having that kind of attitude? Like, I could never, I could never, (laughs) I I just, I could never, I'd be like, wait, I need money. (laughs) I don't know if I'm impressed or I'm like, girl, what the fuck? Um, I don't move like that. Um, you know, despite the Aries, the, uh, the, um, impulsivity, my, um, my ascendant sign is a Virgo. So it's just like, there's, I can't, I can't, I do. I am very impulsive, but not when I've made a commitment. Sorry, can't do it. Um, but she stated like a lot of these other girls, um, other women, uh, that she didn't, she doesn't love modeling. Like she loved what it afforded her. And, that was it. Like she wasn't like deeply passionate, a lot like Tatiana Petit's. Like she, she was very, very honest about the fact that modeling was a means to an end. And I really respect when people are that honest about something like that. Like, um, just like when it comes to like plastic surgery, people are like, yeah, duh, I get Botox. Yeah, I got my tits done. And it's like, there's nothing inherently wrong with wanting to modify your body. Um, as long as you're doing it in a, like a safe way and stuff. But when you have a platform, you owe it to people to explain that, hey, yeah, this like, I do work really hard for my body, but I also get help. And because it's just the beauty expectations that are placed on people, especially women is just, oh my God, it's like, it's astronomical. Um, and so uh, in 1990, she was cast in a Woody Allen movie called Alice. And the thing with Woody Allen, okay, the thing with him is fuck him. He's disgusting. You need to watch that documentary on HBO about him. The one where um, he, uh, Mia Farrow, and like the fucking videotapes and how creepy he was with Dylan and then fucking Soon Yi. Oh, God, he's disgusting. Um, but she was, yeah, she was cast in a Woody Allen movie called uh, Alice. And then she, I would say she's, she's fairly successful in acting. Like, um, that's where I know her from. That was, that was the first place I saw her face was uh, in um, that Friends. She did like a short stint on Friends. And um, she was also in Batman and Robin. And the thing with the Friends episode is like, 
that was pretty big her being on there and she had I think she had like three episodes a three episode arc and it's where she played um Joey's uh like roommate and then he like kind of falls in love with her she looked absolutely stunning I loved her hair I love hair like that that's like thick and long like that gorgeous that's what I'm trying to do with my hair trying to get there it's thick it's just not long yet um but yeah so she actually was offered to go back and she says one of the biggest regrets of her career was not going back to um to to do another arc with friends and it's like yeah girl you fumbled the bag so this is where I abruptly end because as I was researching I learned that Elle is anti-vax and um I just can't get down with that. I can't get down with giving somebody their full story. Uh, is that like maybe lazy? Possibly. But I don't really give a fuck because I'd rather spend time talking about how fucking irresponsible it is to be anti-vax. And she's so anti-vax that her like boyfriend, which there's they're allegedly engaged, but she's like because she's gotten so much flack for being with him. Um, she's like downplayed shit he is like a leader in the anti-vax movement. He's the one that like pushed the, the um, inaccuracies, the lies that getting vaccinated causes autism. He's that guy. And that's who she's choosing to spend her time with is somebody who fucking does something like that, which is just absolutely insane. And he has been, He's so, like, so disregarded in the medical community that he's, um, he, he lost his medical license in, uh, Europe. I think it's in England. And he's, like, ostracized from the community and, um, people, like, speak out against him. And he's thrown his career away to, like, be this mouthpiece for this stupid fucking agenda that is so stupid and rooted in absolutely nothing and it's like the thing is is I remember when I first saw I actually I can remember the first time I saw an anti-vax thing and it was in 2013 and I had this friend that I worked with and she was pregnant and I remember on Facebook she posted a picture of a baby and it, it was a um like a baby doll baby and a bunch of needles and it was like you know a whole bunch of needles and it was like this is how many vaccinations a child gets in their first year and I'm like yeah we don't have polio because of that <laughs> like um tuberculosis like nobody's having to sit in a fucking iron lung I don't what I I remember being like yeah, there's a lot of vaccinations because humans were really fucking dirty for a long time and they were dying at rates that were exponential. And because of science, we can get vaccinated and be okay. I And I just was like, the fuck? There's people who like don't believe in vaccinations. Like I thought that was only like Jehovah Witnesses. Like I, I was so fucking green with that shit. And that shit had been spreading for a while. And I was like, what? And then that's when I started seeing, um, you know, fucking Jenny McCarthy and her shit that she, and she spews the shit because her son's autistic and, um, that fucking autism speaks, which is an awful organization that you should not know. And the thing is, is okay. Okay. Say, say that you are, there's any kind of truth rooted in the fact that I say it out loud vaccines give autism Jesus Christ get a fucking grip but say there's any truth in that okay so you're telling me that you would rather your kid potentially die from a preventable disease than be autistic because that's what you're saying to me that it's worse off being autistic than dying from a preventable disease like fucking measles. I just like it's just like do you hear yourself? Are you listening? Fucking Jenny McCarthy says that her son is cured of autism. Yeah, okay. 
because that's something that can be cured. That's fucking brain chemistry. It's not like I can be cured of having ADHD or be cured of depression, anxiety. Like, it's just, you learn to fucking manage, man. And there, there's a lot of, uh, it's just, yeah. So I will not be giving somebody who, you know, fucking spews hateful and harmful fucking rhetoric. I'm not going to give her her whole story. Like, is she pretty? Yeah. Does she do, um, does she have a really interesting career? Yeah. Is she, um, really like a talented businesswoman? Yeah. But you can Google all that shit. Cause I'm not going to fucking say it because no, you don't know. I'm no, no, especially because we live in such a time where misinformation, um, and is so rampant and so harmful and especially like this anti-science rhetoric. I just feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Like literally, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills when I'm dealing with people who like are not rooted in science. And it's like, I, I can't, I can't deal with somebody who's not rooted in science. I can't find the place to try to um, facilitate some sort of conversation that's productive because it's just so beyond my limits. It's so beyond my limits. It's like, I, we are, I, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. So L McPherson, fuck you. Fuck you for being with that man. Fuck you for propping up that shit. And um, I pray that nobody you love ever fucking dies from the shit that you spread. Uh, And I hope that one day you get a goddamn clue. Okay, well, that is it for me. Um, This is a little bit quicker because I couldn't um, in good conscience finish that person's story. So I will be trying my hardest to be sticking to a freaking posting schedule. Um, Yeah, I appreciate the patience and the love. And um, yeah, I'm going to try to get it together. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this while you were doing your makeup, driving to work, drinking your coffee. I love you so much for listening. Bye!